At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC. It's a Silver Linings edition, but is it? Is it really? That dunk, you know the dunk I'm talking about. Miles Bridges' dunk on top of Clint Capella. Uh, he won Sports Center. He won highlights for a generation. That was amazing. It's definitely going to be a centerpiece of this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll also talk about our silver linings from what was a 105 to 101 loss to the Atlanta Hawks, and it's a significant one. It puts them behind the Hawks. In the standings, Hornets still do hold the tiebreaker as things move along here. But Atlanta's a hot team. They've won 15 out of 20 with Nate McMillan as the head coach, so no reason to suspect that they're going to slow down anytime soon. Still, though, Hornets in a very advantageous position, solidly in the playoff field. A lot to look forward to ahead. But to help us talk about all of these topics, we've got Diana Biffle back with us, manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets. Diana, we'll get to the dunk in a little bit. I promise. I promise. We'll talk about the dunk. Let's start off, though, with the loss. A 105-101 defeat to Atlanta. What, in your mind, went wrong for the team? I think this is an early game. There always seems to be a slower start with these early games. We dug ourselves in a bit of a hole in that first quarter. We just had a lot of trouble making shots, and it was hard to come back from. Miles Bridges talked about the uh, slow start for the squad in yesterday's defeat to the Atlanta Hawks. Early game, I feel like, I don't want to make no excuses, but we, we just came out lackadaisical and made a lot of defensive errors um, and just let them get too comfortable. We let them get way too comfortable with the ball. Our, usually our defense is making people uncomfortable. Um, and they were too comfortable, and everybody was hitting three, so that's on us. Talk to Cody Zeller prior to the game about you know whether he likes early games. He says, you know, in general, you like him a lot more afterwards. He likes 1 p.m. starts over 
three or four o'clock starts because then it's really difficult to figure out like how many meals am I supposed to eat? When am I supposed to do things? One o'clock started to just get up and have breakfast. And I brought it to him, hey, three o'clock starts tend to happen around playoff time. So that's where they have to stagger things. So hopefully that's a problem the Hornets have to deal with. But you're right, Diana, the team has not performed very well out of the gates on these early starts. Sometimes they make up the difference late. I think in this one, just they dug such a big hole and all the injuries that they're dealing with, you know, no Gordon Hayward, no LaMelo Ball, no Malik Monk. I know none of those guys were expected to play in this one necessarily, but that's still a lot of points to make up for. Even with all of Atlanta's injuries, looking inward, Hornets had a lot to overcome. And I think losing P.J. Washington, that was a significant absence for this one as well. That's just that much more scoring and rebounding and defensive ability that you're without in the final quarter against a team that, again, is talented, is playing very well. This Hawks team a year ago does not win this game because they don't have the depth to make up for all of their absences. They didn't have Danilo Gallinari or Trey Young, but when you load up with Bogdanovich, you know, a, a really good starting caliber guard who's capable of doing what he did last night, go for a season-high 32, makes it tough to overcome. Absolutely, and, and not to mention Lou Williams now on the Hawks. Great offensively. He's multi-time sixth man of the year. I think that there was just a lot to overcome there with our missing pieces on offense. Yeah, Lou Williams had a very good fourth quarter there. Clint Capella, first half double-double. He finishes with 20 points and 15 boards. And also Brandon Goodwin, sneaky player there for the Atlanta Hawks. He's at the tail end of his contract, so he's kind of in that Devontae Graham type of position where he's playing for his next deal, third-year player out of Florida Gulf Coast, averaging four points per game. He had a season-high 17 in that win. So you, you tip your cap credit where credit is due. I agree with you. I think the start really was a problem for the Hornets. Uh, a lot of people were talking about the finish. And Terry Rozier taking the last shot. Team was down two. They'd gotten a stop. It's less than 25 seconds left to go, roughly, when he took his shot. It was a very individual play. I think it's possible a better look could have been found, but I didn't hate it either. He got an open look at the basket. I'm fine with him taking the three from the corner if he's staring at it. Look, clutch time's been Terry time all year long. I I don't have a problem with the shot. I think in hindsight, it's possible a better one could have appeared if they ran an offense, if they called a timeout. But if you're going to tell me you're going to have a chance to win this game and Terry Rozier's going to take a three where there's no one standing in front of him at the time, I'm okay with that. Absolutely. I mean, when you have a player like Terry who has been so incredible in the clutch all season long, you get the ball to him. And then this time it didn't work out. But I think JB even said after the game, he still he trusts him. He's going to trust him. That was one play. Didn't go our way. I agree. I have no issue with that at all. Let's hear JB's thoughts on that last shot. You know, we had him on their heels. They're in transition. You know, that's that's our best offense. The ball found our, our you know, the most clutch guy we have right now. And I trust him. I trust him. I'll just leave it there. The other wrinkle to it, Diana, is if you call a timeout, you're down two. If you call a timeout, Clint Capella is coming back in the game. He is one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. He will take away the paint from you, essentially. So it's going to force you to take a three, and it's going to allow their defense to set and close out more. I think you probably end up taking a three-pointer or some kind of jump shot anyways in that situation. And probably, at least maybe, it's not as open as the one you got. The only nitpicky thing, I think, and we'd have to hear it from Terry, is he kind of kicks his legs out 
at at the end, and that's almost a sign like he was looking for a foul. Again, that's nitpicky, but really, I don't have a problem with the shot. I just don't. Neither do I. I, I think there were other things that happened during this game that we could have done better, and that's really where we need to look for what we can do better moving forward and you hate to make excuses but we are quite shorthanded so when you have a first quarter like we had no matter what happens in those final minutes it would have been a lot easier if we had had some scoring going on in those first gosh uh, 10 minutes of the game yeah injuries were huge in this one the first two games without the collective group Gordon Hayward LaMelo Ball and Malik Monk the team was able to get by because the starting five had been so dominant you really didn't need much from the bench I thought Brad Wanamaker had a really good game we'll talk more about him later but he kind of even the score between himself and the guy you mentioned three-time sixth man of the year Lou Williams if you can play their bench even that's a win but then it falls on the starters to outplay the Hawks starters and and across the board, Solomon Hill had a really good defensive game. Kevin Herter didn't shoot the ball great. He was probably the weakest link on the starting group, but he didn't play badly. Brandon Goodwin, season high. Bogdan Bogdanovich, season high. Clint Capella had his seventh straight double-double. They played the better game, and at the end of the night, it ends up going the Hawks' way. 105-101, Hornets fall to 27-25. We'll get to silver linings in a little bit, but we want to talk about the dunk. It was incredible play of the year no doubt about it we'll have our take on it next here on the hornet Hivecast. buzz city it's time to return to the hive there are a limited number of socially distanced tickets available for each game fans can expect enhanced cleaning and disinfection procedures and an upgraded ventilation system at spectrum center because the health and safety of the team staff and guests is the top priority at the Hive. Join us Tuesday, April 13th, when the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers come to Spectrum Center to visit your Hornets for an 8 p.m. tip-off. Tickets on sale now at Hornets.com. Well, if you haven't seen it yet, just turn on any sports highlight show and you'll see it. Or look at Twitter. Look at anything. Miles Bridges broke the internet, at least he should have by now, with the dunk he put on Clint Capella in the Hornets lost to the Atlanta Hawks yesterday, 105-101. What made it ridiculous because Miles has had incredible dunks several times on the season but what made this one particularly special and probably his best of the year at least it is in my opinion is that a premier shot blocker in Clint Capella was there waiting launching to block the shot if you watch the replays Clint Capella is in position to make the block he's able to take off Two hands in the air, extended, and Miles Bridges jumps over him. He just flat out jumps over him. It is the dunk of the day, week, month, year, planet. It was insane. The game of basketball is about wins and losses, but for what you do, Diana, in terms of a social media focus, that's the winner right there. I would think just from strictly a social media standpoint, you will trade an L for that play. That's always what we're hoping for every single game. And I got to say, our social media team is unbelievably lucky to have Miles Bridges because he gives us something to work with no matter what game it is. But this one was something really special. And I have to say, you would not have known that we are at limited capacity at Spectrum Center after that dunk. Oh my gosh, every lost it. Honestly, it was kind of hard to recover from, oh my goodness, did everybody just see that? I think we replayed it on the scoreboard quite a few times and that's totally fine. I think I'll be watching it probably on repeat tonight too. But yes, from a social media standpoint, it's incredible. Our team got some 
unbelievable photos. Jesse DeBolder, our photographer, digital designer, got some great photos. We have quite the bench reaction also, and there's nothing like a good bench reaction to go with a great highlight. So that is one huge silver lining from the social media standpoint, but also from the energy standpoint on the court. That is always going to help the team out when someone does something like that. And I, I could tell Miles Bridges had a lot of fun too. Here's what it sounded like on the radio call on Sports Radio FNZ. Now Miles Bridges, he'll go in, dunks it on top of Clint Capella. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, he didn't. Miles going to give it to you. That is number one on SportsCenter for the day, week, month, and year. My goodness. Can we end the game now? Three minutes, 30 seconds left. Hornets up five. You can hear the echo still going on in the background. In hindsight, it would have been nice to end the game right there because that was the peak for the Hornets at that point. After the game, here's what Miles had to say about that dunk. Uh, honestly, I'll just be jumping, man. See what I do when I get in the air. But I knew Clint was a shot, was a shot blocker, so when, when Cody passed the ball and I got passed by Donovich, I, I didn't know if I want to lay the ball up or not. But I knew if I laid it up, then he'll block it. So I was like, I'm just go up and, and try to put him, put him in the room. Where does that kind of rank for you? I mean, it feels like one of your most impressive that you've had, but I know you've dunked so many times. Maybe it doesn't rank your top five. I don't know, but where does it rank? I I think that I end up being in my top three. I mean, I haven't had a good chance to look at it yet, but um, yeah. It was insane. It really was. And just Miles' reaction, it just cracks me up because that it's it's such a true gift for him. It's just natural athleticism and skill that he has. He's just like, yeah, yeah, jumped up, made it happen. Like that isn't something just anybody can do. It's it blows my mind game after game how natural that is for him. I mean, in terms of explosiveness, like the last guy I can think that is anywhere close to him is like maybe a young Blake Griffin. You know, like some guys like DeAndre Jordan is center. Even he, you know, in terms of explosiveness, not as much as Miles has, but he's so much taller to begin with. Blake Griffin is also taller to begin with, but that's kind of the closest I can think of in recent history to that type of dunking ability. Here's what it sounded like, I mean, because we're just going to spend the whole segment on this dunk because it's that good. Here's what it sounded like on the TV call. Now, I haven't heard this yet. I have not heard this yet. Eric Collins, he has been the author of so many spectacular calls, and he is just the best at losing his mind on a broadcast call. So here it is, Eric Collins and Del Curry, I'm sure, on the television call from that dunk. Pretty good. Pretty good call. I like how for for both, because like when you see him about to take off, you know it's Clint Capella back there. Like I'm trying to think back to me in the moment. It's either, you know, it's happening in slow motion and I believe I can fly slowly starting to to play (laughs) or... You know, you recognize it's Clint Capella back there. He's one of the best shot blockers in the league. This could easily end up being play of the night for Atlanta. But you can hear it in Eric's voice. I hope you could hear it in mine, too, that anticipation that, uh uh-oh, here comes Miles. This is about to be big. Yes, that's it's the best moment. But like you said, it's also a little nerve-wracking if you're rooting for the Hornets because it could have easily gone the other way. But never doubt Miles. That was awesome. It was unreal. One more take on it. Here's some Twitter takes I saw a couple that that stood out to me. Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times, the Miles Bridges dunk is a fitting way to end infrastructure week. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds great to me. I think that's an appropriate reaction. My favorite one, John Hollinger of The Athletic, this disturbing video has been banned in Switzerland. 
because, of course, Clint Capella is from Switzerland, and I thought that was a very good take. Here's Brad Wanamaker's reaction after the game to Miles' highlight. It's unreal. Uh, it's something I've never seen before. You know, uh, honestly, when he did that dunk, I didn't know that he was going to dunk it. You know, and I, I just was saying, like, what goes through his mind, you know, when he up there? You know, how you how you think of, oh, I'm about to take off and just cock it back and just dunk really hard? Like, I don't know. He's gifted in that aspect of the game. Like, it's to be able to jump like that, you're gifted. And, uh, I mean, it's fun to see. And it's exciting. And, you know, obviously it's a boost to us when he go out there and get a post to dunk like that. I mean, if Miles Bridges couldn't shoot the three, if that's all he was, was just an athlete who could dunk on people, that would be enough. But the fact that he can shoot the three and he had a really good all-around game for this team, 23 points, led the team, uh, no, sorry, second on the team in rebounds with seven. I mean, he had a really, really strong game out there once again. Not quite enough to get the win, but he wins Sports Center. he wins highlights, and look, four through eight in the East is going to be crowded no matter what. I personally don't have a problem. I'm not one of these people saying, okay, you've been in fourth now for a couple weeks, so you must avoid the play-in tournament or else this is a disappointment. I still look at it as this team, this franchise hasn't been to the postseason in a while. That is the goal. They are on pace to accomplish their goal, and so we need to keep our expectations in that mindset. So I, I don't have a problem with taking a loss every once in a while to a team like Atlanta who competed really hard and played a good game. But for a team that has not had the national relevancy that other franchises have had, LaMelo Ball is a big win. And what Miles Bridges has done on some of these highlight plays is a huge win in terms of drawing more attention to this young, exciting, energetic team. I feel like Miles, he's one of the players that over that extended hiatus, you can tell he worked super hard. He's taken a, a leap this year, and it's been incredible to see. So I think that is a, a definite silver lining. And resiliency, I mean, I know that's coach's favorite word, but for good reason. We were down a lot in the first quarter, and we came back. You know, we took the lead for a while there. It looked like the win was right in our grasp. So I think the team's ability to regroup and to keep fighting, never give up, that's huge and and also a big silver lining for us. And to your point, I mean, Miles Bridges has taken a huge jump in his individual skills. And granted, he's not being used in the same way or as much on the offensive end because Gordon Hayward is with this team now, but he's shooting 50% from the floor. That's far and away the best he's ever had in his career. 39% from three, far and away the best he's ever had in his career. And that's on par with some of the elite three-point shooters in the game. And if you can shoot 40% from three or close to it, you're a starter, a big-time player, a big moneymaker in the NBA today. He's also close to 90% from the free-throw line. I mean, he, to your point, I think it's a good one. He has really worked hard on his game. So the dunk is amazing. I hope you watch it a lot. I hope you love the call. Those are special, special moments. Hopefully I did it justice. I know Eric did, but it was a great, great moment and well, well after this game and season are long forgotten, that dunk is going to live on in highlight reels forever, as long as they have them for NBA dunks. Other silver linings from this game, we'll get into those in just a moment here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, during the month of April, the Charlotte Hornets and their official hunger relief partner, Food Lion Feeds, are launching the 2021 Dunk Hunger Food Drive to benefit Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina. The Bridges who throws it down with a right hand. For every Hornets dunk this month, slams it down with two hands. Food Lion will donate 1,000 meals. Terry Rozier throws it down 
over Kevin Durant. For more information on how you can help Food Lion and the Hornets dunk hunger, visit hornets.com slash dunk hunger. Sam Farber and Diana Biffle here with you on the HHC. Hornets take a loss to the Atlanta Hawks. They still, though, win the season series over their division rival. Despite taking a 105-101 to defeat, they've won the season series two games to one. Diana Biffle, manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets. Obviously, Miles Bridges is a big silver lining. What was another silver lining you took away from this game? I'd say Brad Wanamaker's performance overall off the bench. I mean, I think the move that the Hornets organization made to acquire Brad has proven to be really successful. He has, from what we've seen so far, really exceeded some people's expectations. We didn't really know, you know, how long it might take for him to get comfortable with the team. He seems to be really comfortable and and out there tonight. I think that's the best performance we've seen from him on our team. Brad Wanamaker finishing with 13 points, three rebounds, five assists, and some really key plays down the stretch. Rogier double team, gives up to Wanamaker. Wanamaker will drive. He goes to the lane, off the contact, bakes it in. Yes, sir, plus the foul. Hornets playing four on five and able to get an and one opportunity anyways. And that was the play where on the defensive side of the floor, P.J. Washington went down with what appeared to be either a knee or an ankle injury. Later it was confirmed as an ankle injury was listed as doubtful, obviously didn't come back and play. But they were in a four on five situation, and it was to the point that Atlanta recognized it they threw two players immediately at Terry Rozier. Like, we're not letting that guy you know, do anything on this possession. We've got numbers. It's a defensive power play, if you will. And Brad Wanamaker took it in himself and made a great play. I agree with you. He's played very well. This was a game where, once again, all the chips were pushed into the starting lineup. You don't expect a Brad Wanamaker or a Cody Zeller to necessarily give you 15, 20 points in the game. We know that they can, but in terms of expectation, it's not there. Certainly not the same way it is for Lou Williams on the other side for Atlanta. So for Brad Wanamaker to play Lou Williams even gave this team a chance to have that comeback. And, you know, I think in the end, I honestly put it on the first quarter. I don't put it on the last second shot, as we talked about earlier here in the podcast. I don't put it on, you know, fading down the stretch. I think they just didn't do enough of the foundational work in this game to really give themselves a chance. But similarly, just as I don't think the team gave itself as good a chance to win in the first quarter, they don't have any chance at all if Brad Wanamaker doesn't have the game he did. Oh, for sure. No, I think what Brad did, it's it can't be understated because we need that right now. We've got so many pieces out right now offensively that we need someone to step up, and I think Brad's done that, and I also think Jalen's done that in the last few games, and we've been, you know, we've really been neck and neck in these, these games, if not winning them, coming close, so I think it's incredible that Brad is already out there. He's mature. He brings a calmness to the court, I think, in a a team full of young guys I think that it's really great to have that veteran out there who who's already getting really comfortable with the team it will be interesting to see how JB approaches these next couple games really the next one in particular against the Lakers you know dealing with all these injuries there were a lot of ways to try and balance things out as best you can the Hornets previously in the year had gone with the Martin brother in the starting lineup because the reason we had always been told was they wanted to keep a good score, good consistent score like a Miles Bridges coming off the bench. I think we've seen Jalen McDaniels, what he can do 
when he's playing with elite playmakers and gets just more space, I don't know that he's going to be able to continue to average 15, 20 points per game if he goes to the second unit because so much of everyone else's attention is going to get focused on him. But I think Miles would. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully there's good news on P.J. Washington, and hopefully this team is not any more injured going into the Laker game on Tuesday than they are right now. But either way, I would not be shocked to see Miles Bridges move to the second unit just because you got to have some kind of scoring punch to try and and match with the Lakers. That team, even with all the injuries they're dealing with, Andre Drummond is an all-star center who's going to be difficult to deal with, so you got to have someone to counter him. And, I mean, it's it's a deep Lakers team. It just is. So we'll see. It's a a question for another podcast. We'll, of course, have our preview tomorrow, and we'll leave you all to uh, go ahead and watch more highlights of that dunk. Sounds good. Yep. I mean, I think we know JB can be really creative with his lineup, so I'm excited to see what he does. I think it'll also be interesting to see what he does with the center position. We did see Biz return to play tonight. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And I think our guys stand a good shot like we have the whole season. Yeah. No, I think Biz played a good couple of minutes out there in a pinch when P.J. went down. And I thought Cody Zeller played well as well. He was unable to make it three straight double-doubles, but he only attempted two shots. So it's hard to score 10 points when you only take two shots. He still had six and nine rebounds to lead the team. But Hornets settled for silver linings on this one. Biggest silver lining of them all, that dunk by Miles Bridges, part of a 23-point performance by him. And they'll roll on to the next game. Hornets still in that that top six mix in the Eastern Conference. We'll see what's in store tomorrow. Of course, we'll have our preview podcast ahead of Hornets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Hope you'll join us for that one. And tickets are still available. If you want to join us at Spectrum Center, go to Hornets.com for all of the info. Diana Bethel, thanks again for joining us here on the Hornets podcast. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. We will talk to you tomorrow on the HHC. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. And in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank y'all. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.